Welcome back to the Trifecta Soft Podcast. I'm your host, E-Rock. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button if you haven't already, so you never miss another podcast. Also, do me a favor. Go on to whatever podcast app you listen to us on and give us a rating and review. That really helps us rank in the searches. Thank you so much. Let's get into the podcast. Welcome back, Trifaction. E-Rock here, and I want to give an announcement for the next giveaway. First of all, my apologies because I announced the last or this giveaway on a live stream a few weeks ago, and it was supposed to be Mother's Day, which was last Sunday. <laughs> so, uh, totally screwed that up. But, uh, anyway, so that giveaway will be Memorial Day. So this coming Memorial Day, which is uh, May 30th, it's the last Monday of this month. That will be this month's giveaway. And if you want to be part of that giveaway, join our Patreon uh, before May 30th. Okay? And you'll be part of that. Now, something I'm doing different that I announced on the live stream is uh, if you are a patron and you're in this giveaway... Anyone that has been a patron for, uh, you know, previous months in the past, uh, you will get one entry per month that you've been a patron of ours, okay? doesn't have to be consecutive. If you uh, started, when we first started a Patreon, if you started then and uh, missed a month or two here and there, doesn't matter. I will take all of those months uh, and add them up, and that's how many entries you'll get. So 18 months, 18 entries, okay? Uh, I think that's going to be a fair way to do it for our patrons that have been supporting us from the beginning. And um, and also, if you're a member of our YouTube channel, uh, that will give you an extra entry as well, all right? So the... Uh, so there won't be any tickets for this one. It'll just be patrons and members. And uh, and then you'll get however many months you've been a patron uh, since we started. Uh, you'll get that many entries. Okay? So uh, if you want to join this giveaway, do that and you'll be a part of it. Okay. Uh, what are you getting? You are getting the Classic Army... Mark 16 uh, is going to be the giveaway gun for the Memorial Day giveaway on May 30th, which is a Monday. Join our Patreon or our YouTube channel before that, and you'll be entered uh, to win. Okay. Uh, if you have any questions, send a comment on this video. But this next podcast coming up is uh, with Call Sign Tonka. Him and I actually met in person at the my first mill sim at Stonebreaker 2022 here in South Carolina at GTI. And uh, I, if you guys follow our, our Instagram, our Trifecta Airsoft uh, Instagram, I post a lot of stuff on there with uh, the podcasts. And, of course, I post a lot of pictures from the, uh, the event uh, that I went to. So... You'll see a picture of me and him on there. And uh, so him and I did this podcast a few days ago. And 
it's a little short, the podcast is, compared to the other ones. Because uh, I was, um, I had done, you know, the kind of work I did that day, and you'll, you'll hear it in the podcast, I actually left it in there, where, uh, where I was talking about the um, painting, like repainting uh, tile, like the bathtub and tile in a bathroom uh, without a respirator. Not a good idea, okay? This stuff has tons of warnings on it where <laughs> basically it's uh, it's really strong smelling stuff and you're supposed to wear a respirator. I thought I was going to be painting for 10 minutes. It ended up a bigger project than what we thought. And uh, so anyway, uh, I was a little spaced out when uh, I was doing that podcast with him. So it's still a good podcast. He's a great guy. He did great. It was, uh, you know, mostly where I was just kind of blanking out, to be honest. So, uh, Tonka, if you listen to this or watch this, we will do another one and I will redeem myself. Okay. But, uh, but anyway, so hope you guys enjoy this podcast. It's great. He was great. Great to talk to. And I look forward to another one in the future. So, uh, and, and also anyone that I asked to be on this podcast, I know, you know, most of you guys, it's your first time being on a podcast. Uh, you're nervous. It's okay. Uh, totally normal. I get nervous as well. And then, uh, you know, some, some things that would help, um, you know, if you're going to watch this or listen to this, some things that would help is if you have, uh, at the very least some kind of like, uh, headset or earbuds or something like that because when you have on speakerphone it uh, it cuts out so the uh, the audio turns out way better if you have some kind of headphones or speaker or um speaker uh headphones or earbuds okay so uh just know that going forward uh if i asked you to be on and also uh if i ask you to be on a podcast and you don't want to, or we can't figure out a time or whatever it is. Okay. If you don't want to be on the podcast, just say, no, I'm not comfortable with it. I've had some people say that you will not hurt my feelings. I promise you will not hurt my one feeling. Okay. It, uh, it, it I'm, I won't hold it against you. I don't get upset. Uh, I, I'm not that kind of person. Okay. I don't get jealous. I don't get, I don't, I don't care. Um, and as far as that sense, like it's not going to, uh, it's not going to bother me. All right. I understand it's, uh, you know, I've been on camera <clears throat> doing a YouTube channel for, uh, well, and multiple channels for five years plus. Uh, so I'm a little more comfortable with it. I know that, you know, if you have not done that, um, that, you may be nervous and you might not feel comfortable doing that 100% okay, I promise you. Or maybe you've listened to our podcast and you don't like it. I'm okay with that too, okay? <laughs> like for real, it's it's totally okay. So uh, just know that if I send a message to you, you can just respond, you know, if you don't want to. Hey, man, uh, I don't really want to. Oh, no big deal. I promise it's no big deal. So uh, anyway... Just know that going forward, uh, I will never hold it against you uh, in the future. And if you contact me later saying, hey, uh, you know, I thought about it or I watched some or I listened to some, 
yeah, I, I feel more comfortable now. I wouldn't mind doing it. Totally okay as well. Okay. I won't be like, no, because you said no the first time. I'm not that kind of person. Uh, just so you know. All right. So enjoy this podcast and I will see you guys in the next one. Appreciate y'all. Yeah. Everything looks good. It's not grainy. It's not lagging. So, hey, we had a, uh, like, I got home from work. It was sunny all day. Really nice out. So I came in here and I started editing something and, uh, and I hear this loud noise. I'm like, what the hell? I look out the front yeah. door, man. It's like pouring rain for like five minutes and then it was done. And then it's sunny again. Like it never happened. Everything's dry. It's like, what the fuck? Now, where, where are you from, man? I forgot. We're in, uh, we're in South Carolina. Okay. That's right. Okay. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So I grew up spent a lot of times in the, in the Carolinas after high school, I moved down to Charlotte. I got all my family down there, man. So oh, I love the weather. Okay. Yeah. We'll be right back. This episode is sponsored by Skirmish, the future of Airsoft gameplay management. Are you ready to take Airsoft to the next level? Skirmish's innovative gameplay solution keeps players and spectators engaged with real-time updates. Capture objectives, detonate targets, medic, and more at Skirmish-enabled fields. Skirmish tracks every action so you don't have to. Review past games, action by action, and follow your progress in national rankings. Phones are not required. If you want to find out more, head to skirmish.net and check out episode 157 of this podcast where I talk with the owner of Skirmish about how it started and how it works. Stay connected, my friends. Yeah, we, uh, we're an hour and a half from Charlotte. Oh, no. Okay, cool, man. Yeah, we're close because we're up towards the top of the state. Like we're an hour from, you know, the North Carolina border basically cool cool hell yeah dude so uh welcome to the podcast finally <laughs> apologies man last time dude yeah that uh, hey we were not right. your fault and then i lost my buddy there and it just took a little time man and uh but i appreciate your patience man oh of course so i give people watching and listening a little history because you and i met through instagram a couple months ago yeah. whatever started following each other and then uh, we went to – well, I went to my first mill sim with my, my two of my sons and their friends at Stonebreaker here in GTI uh, in South Carolina. And I didn't know – before we went, I didn't know you were going. I saw your post on Instagram that you were driving there. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> so – and we ended up being like camped really close uh, you know, together or whatever in the same area. So, uh, we actually got a picture together before the end of the weekend. It was cool. Yeah. What brought you up to Stonebreaker? I mean, you're, have you gone there before? Was that your first one? No, that was my second time back there. It's just a really cool AO, man. It's whenever it's available, I like to go, man. It's just a really fun time. Yeah, for sure. Did you guys enjoy it and all that? Oh, I had a great time. Yeah. I mean, my first Milsim experience you know, ever. And, uh, I kind of feel like I, I had been to some already because when, uh, these guys have been to eight or 10 of them or whatever, and all the three years we've been doing our YouTube channel, uh, they would wear GoPros, you know, and I'd get all their gameplay footage and stuff and they would film like outside of the gameplay stuff as well. So yeah. I felt like, uh, you know, and I edited 
all of those videos. So it was, uh, you know, watching all of that from all the different, you know, because each, each of them would wear uh, a GoPro and then they'd be taking videos like while they're driving there, driving home. So sure. I, you know, I kind of felt very familiar with GTI, especially because they had gone to so many there. But um, so I was like, but, it, you know, it's way different when you get there in person, you know. Oh, yeah, definitely. I was so impressed with how organized it was and how many people were there. And then the helicopter shit, like, dude, that was awesome. It's a whole different element, isn't it? Yeah, it brings a lot more realism to it. I, I think Third Coast Airsoft does a great job with their events, man. I, yeah. I really, uh, I've been using or going to their events a couple of years now, and I've, I haven't had one issue at any other events I've been to. I've always had a great time. That's whether I've played on tan or, or green. Um, always had a good time. Gotcha. Well, I saw you were playing on green this time. Is that uh, normally what you sign up so, for? So uh, I started off playing tan, and, uh, you know, tans just seem to be winning all the time, you know? <laughs> and I was always for a gunfight when I was playing for tan. Like, oh, man. But when I switched to green, dude, it's like constantly in my face. I'm everywhere you turn as a tan guy. So it's like much, you know, much more action. Uh, to me, it's more fun, a lot more challenging, you know? Yeah. Well, I was watching your uh, your gameplay footage because you wear a GoPro, right? Yeah, I try to most of the time. Yeah, and I was watching a lot of your gameplay footage you put on your uh, Instagram page. It's fucking awesome, dude! Like you do a good job of putting that on there. You know, if you edit it or whatever, but uh, it was cool. Like the um, the one you put on there, like <clears throat> like a couple days after the event, something like you can't say I didn't try. You know, because uh, Green lost. Uh, <laughs> that event, oh. and you were running and gunning, bro. Like when you guys got up to the building on the outside of the building, and you were going underneath the like whatever those big yeah boxes that's, are. That was that was fun to watch. Well, dude, it's it's amazing when when you actually push and you have some guys that will actually push with you. You can do a lot of great things if you just have the will to do it, man. But when you got guys you know, hide behind a corner and don't want to move and they don't want to run with you. It's like, you can only do so much yourself. But as you saw, I mean, that initial run, those two guys kind of led the way for me. And once they got taken out, I was able to move right past them and keep going. And, uh, that set up that nice, that nice play. But, uh, yeah, that was a fun time, man. Yeah. I had fun watching, uh, all your posts you did on Instagram. I was like, man, that's cool. I don't, uh, I guess I, you know, I don't know how to do a whole lot on Instagram. So, uh, I know, I guess the old school stuff that I did when we first started our channel and I started other channels years ago, but, uh, like capture video, put it in my editing program, do all this stuff, whatever. And, uh, I found like Instagram is more, uh, geared for mobile, you know, phone use. And, um, yeah. you don't have all the same features on the PC. So I'm like, I don't really know. I guess I could edit a video transfer it to my phone and then put it on there you know i don't know so how do you take your gopro stuff and put it on there dude i do it all by the phone man there's this one app i use it's called vixer and so it literally pulls shit from my gopro whatever like little clips that i like toss them in there throw some music on it and say hey you like it or no you know i don't really i don't put too much effort into it man you yeah. know to be honest I go through the footage. If I see something I like or something cool, I snip it 
and then I'll just throw it into a mix and then it just kind of all flows, you know? Oh, that's cool, man. Okay. Yeah. I've never heard of that, uh, site or whatever. I have to check it out. Yeah. I'm learning a lot more. I mean, it's, uh, you'd think I would know all this shit doing this, you know, weekly for like three years, but, uh, there's still so much. I think I learned a lot in the beginning and I probably forgot half of it because I drink too much. So I'm, I'm like constantly killing all those brain cells that, you know, Oh yeah, I used to know how to do this. And now, <laughs> now I'm like, yeah. I don't know shit. So you said you, uh, you are, did you grow up in North Carolina? You said, Oh, uh, I actually grew up in Michigan, man, but all my family's from the Carolinas. I don't know, since you've lived there, you know who um, Jim Baker is? Yeah. TV event. Oh, yeah. That's my great uncle, man. So, <laughs> That's crazy, yeah. bro. Yeah. So, all my family was down there, and then all that shit happened. My dad moved us up to, like, Michigan and raised us, and then after high school, I went back down, but... Yeah, man. So we're, we're all from the Carolinas, man. It's a great. I love. I love the Carolinas. I told my wife, man, when I retire, I'm going back home, man. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's uh, you know, we're originally from uh, Cleveland, Ohio, so not far from Michigan. I still have family yeah. in Michigan, actually. I have a bunch of cousins and that uh, live in Sterling Heights, you know, right outside of uh, Detroit, and uh, been to Michigan numerous times. Always hated it because uh, they're our rivals, right? So, you know, we're all Ohio State fans. <laughs> Y'all, Michigan, uh-uh, no. I'm about to hang up this podcast, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do it. I, uh, it's a good I, rivalry. Oh, it's, it's one of the best rivalries in uh, college football. It really is. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I, uh, I served with a guy when I was in the military – uh, and I was in uh, Okinawa, Japan in 1990 and, uh, one of my best friends while I was, you know, that I was stationed with, he was from Sterling Heights, Michigan, where I have cousins and stuff. So we constantly went back and forth about Ohio state and Michigan. And, uh, when we got out, we, uh, so I got out in 94 or 90, late 93 and, uh, we kept in contact and it was like email, you know, it was just starting to become, and I guess most people use, you know, started using it, but we would call each other on the home phone before they had mobile phones. <laughs> and, uh, every year we would talk to each other on the, on that day that, you know, Ohio state played Michigan and whoever won. So if Ohio state won, I'd call him. And if oh, Michigan shit. won, he called me. Yeah. So we kept this thing going for years, man. It was great. It's a good rivalry. It's really awesome. It's fun walking around on that on the day of the game in your in your colors, and you know you bump to bump into someone at a grocery store wearing the opposite color. You know, it's just really, <laughs> really, really fun time, man. It's, it's, I love college football. It's probably my favorite sport to watch out of everything. You know, yeah, mine too. Yeah. 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 Now, had you ever gone to a uh, Michigan game? Dude, check this out. So my first ever Michigan game was the App State game, believe it or not, dude. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, dude, we're at State fucking one, dude. That was, <laughs> what a game. Like, dude, that was heartbreaking. My first game, and you get up, you know, upset by this team out of North Carolina. It's crazy, man. I'm, you know, like I said, I'm from around Cleveland. So I grew up a Browns fan, a Cleveland Browns fan. So we are oh. definitely used to disappointment, okay? So Detroit. <laughs> Detroit Lions, hey, you got. Don't talk uh, about just. 
<laughs> oh, I know, man. It's, uh, yeah, that's, that's been something that's like the, Cle they always called it the Cleveland curse, you know, when something bad happened in a game, yeah. like, oh, they're doing good. Oh yeah. They might win. Oh, they might go to the playoffs. Nope. Somebody fumbled. Oh, there we go. Okay. There, everything's gone. <laughs> We got the same thing with the Detroit Lions. We call it the Ford curse. You know, uh, off, man, Detroit's going to be shitty. You know, I'm sorry uh, to say. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's always fun when you have, uh, uh, you know, family or friends that are like the opposite, you know, like maybe rooting for another team and you have that rivalry in the in the family and you get together and watch the game together. It, way, it makes it way more fun. Uh, oh, it does. Because you go back and forth, you know? It does. Yeah. So what took you down to Florida? So, um, like, oh, shit, like 14 years ago, man, I had a, um, a business opportunity open up down here where a guy was selling his business. And so I flew down and kind of took a look at the books and, and all that. And it was really appealing and, and uh, decided to buy it, man. And I've been here ever since. So. Oh, shit. Okay. Now, were you in the, what kind of work is it? So I own a uh, carpet and tile cleaning business, but we also do like carpet repairs, uh, oriental rug cleaning, um, all kinds of stuff, man. Now, what is involved with oriental rug cleaning? Because uh, when I was in Japan, a lot yeah. of those, uh, they made, you know, obviously those kind of rugs. And they also made like, well, what they called them mink blankets. I don't know if they were actual mink, you know, yeah. but uh and I always wondered, how would you get that cleaned if, you know, because they're supposed to do like some kind of special treatment or something. I don't know. So I've got a, a, a rug pit is what, it, what it's called. And it, you basically just submerge this area rug and it's got these jets on the bottom. It just kind of blasts everything out of there. And then I've got a centrifuge. I'll stick it in a tumbling system. It's a whole process, man. It really is. But they come out nice, man. They really do, you know. Oh, and some cool. of those... I've you know, area rugs for Prince Fielder, Ken Griffey Jr. Um, a lot of a lot of athletes actually down here in Florida, man. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. I had Prince Fielder's rugs, man, sitting in my living room for like a couple weeks. <laughs> oh, that's crazy, dude. Yeah. Oh, rugs, dude. He had insurance on them. They were so expensive, dude. So crazy. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. So, were you into that kind of work before you uh, bought yeah. that business? Out of high school, um, I got into it, man, and I just, I don't know, I started getting certifications in different areas, and, you know, I just really fell in love with doing it, and then um, a company that I was working for, he was getting, they were getting some consulting work from this guy here, and he was uh, real impressed by the work I was doing out there in Carolina, and uh, said, hey, man, I'm getting ready to sell it, none of my guys want the business, I don't trust them with it, you know, come down here and take a look and see if there's something for you, and uh yeah, I came down and man, it was making money and yeah, it still is. <laughs> Hell yeah. I did a podcast with a guy. Um, you might've played with him. I don't know. Uh, he does a lot of traveling and mill Sims. What's that? You talked to that, right? You talked to him, Matt. Yeah. Matt Urban. Yeah. Yeah. From, uh, house of jackals. That's it. Yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah. He plays the same home field, man. He's a really great guy, dude. Yeah, I had a great time meeting him. I forgot he was in Florida, too. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, he plays at the same field, man. He, uh big shit talker, but a good player. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. 
yeah, he was talking about, in fact, he was the first one to tell me about the, uh, when him and I were talking, he was telling about how his team, anytime they go to an event, if they offer the, uh, helicopter, they always get the ticket and go. And, um, his channel, his YouTube channel has, they have all this, you know, footage from shooting from the helicopter. It's pretty cool. That's one thing I haven't in years of doing this that I haven't been on a helicopter ride. I don't know. I just, I, I need to do one. I really do. I'm just so busy of like wanting to just fucking get in there, <laughs> you know, but, uh, and not take up any of my playtime being in the air, you know, but I need to get on one. Yeah. Yeah. I guess they're not that long, right? They're like 10 minute flight. Is that what it is? Okay. Okay. I think so. Okay. This last one they had, uh, the guys were telling me, I didn't know until they were telling me about it, that um, anyone that did the helicopter ride, they would take them around for like 10 minutes, and then they would drop them in the very back. You know, back where the uh, those, like, trailers are that uh, you could rent out, yeah. I guess, to stay there. So back in that end of the, you know, woods or whatever, they would drop them off there, and they had uh, admins there that when you got off the uh, chopper, you would be part of a special mission with the admins. So I guess kind of like a bounty hunter kind of mission. You'd go in and whatever, try to, so I guess, it, you know, it was kind of included in that, in that deal. It sounded cool. No, it does. It really does. And the footage looks amazing. Anyone that's, that pulls footage from a helicopter. I mean, it looks, it looks legit. Hell yeah. <laughs> Did you play uh, airsoft when you were up in Michigan? So I, I did, but it was just more of like group of friends, Springer pistols, you know, nothing, nothing serious, man. Um, you know, I'm 33 years old, so I'm, you know, I've been around a little while, <laughs> but, um, I started playing hardcore airsoft. Like I've been like, I'm like three years deep in now almost. So, okay. Uh, and what got you into the, uh, the adult play? Like it's no more kid game stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's uh, it's a lot uh, easier than shooting plastic than real steel. You know, it's a lot cheaper. And um, no shit. The times that we're living in, too, man. It's like, you know, you never know. So it's it's nice to be ready for anything, or or just you know, no movements in different areas, and you know, all that good stuff. It's just to me, it's a it's a blast, man. I have a lot of fun doing it. Yeah. Well, that is a, that's a good point that I've, you know, a lot of people I've talked with and we did as well, uh, as far, you know, the, like being prepared, I guess, especially with like gear and building up, you know, extra gear for if something happens in real life, you know, um, that's a, that's a common thing I've heard. Well, it's a, it's a what, what a crazy time we live in, man. I mean, a lot of crazy stuff's been going on. So, you yeah. know, who knows? I'd rather be prepared than not prepared, to be honest with you. So. For sure. Oh, I know. Yeah, we're the same way. We have, uh, you know, I've raised my kids with real guns. I had all my kids uh, at five years old at a range, teaching them, you know, like a little twenty-two or whatever, like right from the beginning, you know, they're learning how to shoot. And then as they got older, you know, learn how to handle, you know, bigger weapons and that kind of thing. So that was always a big I was always big on that because I was raised, <clears throat> I was raised where uh, we weren't allowed to have guns in the house, right? Growing up. So I had very little experience before I went in the Marine Corps uh, shooting. So I had a pellet gun. My dad bought me a pellet gun when I was 12, but uh, 
that whole the area I grew up in too. Like most people were against guns, like you know that kind of shit. And then once I went in the military, I'm like, bro, uh, uh-uh. we're we're getting all kind of guns, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But ammo has, you know, that's we used to go to the range a lot more, but the last couple yeah. of years we stopped going. I was like, we have a stockpile of ammo, and I told the guys, I was like. Hey man, if you want to practice, use your airsoft guns, you know, because that shit, we're just going to hang on to it for now. Yeah. I'll, I'll try to go out once a month, but you know, lately it's been almost every other month one, you know, one time, yeah. uh, just to go in. But, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's not cheap, man. And, and, uh, yeah, I don't blame you for saving up stuff for sure. <laughs> yeah. We started doing a, I made this whole Excel spreadsheet of, all the different, uh, like an inventory list of all the different okay. ammo types we have and the how many rounds we have, all this shit. And uh, I was like, hey, if you want to go shoot, and we got like, I don't know, 10,000 of, you know, 22, the 22 LR that's, you know, really yeah. easy. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, and then <clears throat> my oldest son, Chris, who uh, was actually at the field uh, at Stonebreaker, he, uh, he bought a conversion kit. I was to, just gonna mention, gonna mention that the twenty-two conversion kit on there, yeah. Yep. Put yep. that in one of his ARs, man. It's great. Like ping, 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 ping. I mean, <laughs> hey, listen, we did a. Uh, I I have a video of it somewhere um, that I saved. Just you know, I didn't post anything. I was just you know filming uh, what we were doing. Yeah. But he put uh, he put that conversion kit on his AR, and then we were in the, our backyard, and uh, he made a mock suppressor silencer with a water bottle with, uh, you know, the insulation foam filled it up, uh, you know, let it dry overnight, whatever, and set. And then, uh, the water bottle, like the regular ones you get, it fit perfect over the, uh, his suppressor on the AR-15. I mean, tight enough. <clears throat> tight enough to where he didn't have to like tape it on. And so he shot through it the first time, you know, some debris came out. He starts shooting, bro. It sounded like a BB gun. It was a <laughs> no little, shit. I'm not kidding, bro. It worked fucking awesome. I got to find that video. It was, uh, yeah, dude. That's a good. <laughs> it was so cool. Cause you know, we all see that movie, uh, or those movies that they do that. Yeah. It oh, was, yeah. um, what was that Mark Wahlberg movie where he did that shooter? I think. Shooter. Hey, shooter, I think. Yeah, shooter. Yeah. So, uh, and he had a 22, you know, rifle that yeah. he was doing that with. And we were like, oh, let's try that out. It fucking works. It's crazy. Mythbusters, man. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah, yeah. Well, coming out of the military, when I would watch these, uh, these military, war, you know, like war movies or whatever, or action movies, and they would have a 50 cal sniper rifle with a, you know, silencer like this big on it. And then they shoot and in the movie. The sound is like a pellet gun. Psst. I'm like, yeah, bro, yeah. bro. Uh, you know, my <laughs> wife's like, can you just watch the movie and shut up? I'm like, no, this is bullshit. This is, this doesn't happen. <laughs> uh, the 22 is probably the only thing that work on. Maybe like um, I do, or I've heard, I haven't tried it, but I've heard the uh, like nine mil, uh, like the MP5s that those guys use, they'll put a suppressor okay. on and uh, use the uh, subsonic 
ammo and it sounds you know really it's really quiet yeah but uh yeah the the larger calibers man it's you you ain't silencing that completely (laughs) (laughs) hell no now did you grow up hunting did you guys go hunting in michigan and all that Check this out, man. My dad's a, a single father, dude, with three boys. All my brothers were a year apart in age. And so, dude, we were dirt ass poor. And so we didn't do a fucking thing growing up, man. Yeah. And that's why I was out. And, you know, we were outside playing war shit most of the time, man. I mean, that's what we did with the neighborhood kids. And uh, we just grew up outside. But yeah, dude, I didn't get the luxury of, of owning rifles or, or getting to go out hunting or anything like that, man. It was kind of city life poor life uh yeah it was, it was it was rough but it made me who you know who i am today so i wouldn't change it for anything yeah for sure that's uh i i grew up a similar way where we um my dad heard it he worked in a factory that made uh, uh tractors back way back in the 70s <clears throat> it was uh massey ferguson and um he hurt his back like pretty bad so back then they didn't really know what they were doing with surgery. So when I was growing up as a little kid, I remember, uh, he was, he would lay on the couch with like a heating pad or ice pack or something. Like he could barely move around. He couldn't really go out and, uh, like play catch with me. Um, I got all that from joining, you know, baseball teams and stuff and, uh, or playing with my friends, you know, wiffle ball and shit like that in the street. But, uh, we had a similar situation. My mom worked at Sears, uh, back when it was Sears and, uh, you know, for like 30 years, but she worked when we were growing up. And, uh, I remember all the way up until I got my first, uh, job with my own money. I, uh, all the clothes I got for school were all from the thrift store. I never had name brand clothes, never had name brand shoes. No, none, you know, none of that. And honestly to the, I, I didn't care about it at that, you know, back then. Yeah. I never cared about it to this day. I still don't care about it. It was, uh, you know, even after I started working and stuff, uh, you know, at 15 or whatever, I didn't, that wasn't a thing for me. Like I wasn't one of those guys like in high school, like, Oh, because I didn't have this growing up, I'm going to go buy all the, you know, polo shirts or, yeah. uh, or whatever that the one with the alligator on it and shit, you know? It was, it was, uh, Izod, you had Amazon, American Eagle, all that. Right. I didn't, I didn't care about any of that stuff. Uh, yeah. You know, I didn't care what name was on it. I just, whatever. But yeah, we grew up similar and, um, and my friends were always like, man, look at our new shoes. You know, we got these or whatever, you know? And, uh, I'm like, okay, like I don't, whatever, but I did, I actually spent a lot of time the, the house I lived in. Uh, there was a big woods, well, big to me when I was, you know, 12 and 13, uh, there was a woods behind our house that nobody ever went in. I was the only person, uh, and I would go out there. I spent almost every day in that woods. I just loved it, man. And I had, uh, it was me by myself. Once I got my pellet gun, man, I would go out there and just pretend I was like a sniper. You know, I would lay in the green, in the, in the leaves and just crawl real slow to like get up to like, you know, shoot squirrels and shit like that. And, um, I, I mean, I, that's what I did for years. I mean, I loved it. I would just go out there and creep around and, and then, uh, later on, one of my buddies, 
whose name's Eric as well, uh, that I grew up with, he got a pellet gun. So we would both, both go out there and he ended up, uh, he actually went in the army at the same time I went in the Marine Corps. And, um, so, uh, we, but we spent so much time in the, in the woods, just like hanging out, like covering ourselves with leaves and like bunny rabbits and shit would just like, they wouldn't even know we're there, bro. They would be just hopping right in front of us. <laughs> we had a great time doing that shit, but you know, we didn't, uh, we had to be creative because we didn't have, you know, our money to go do shit, I guess, you know? Well, and that's the thing, like when I'm servicing like these homes, uh, you know, I'll see these kids just like glued to iPads and, and, you know, video, you know, gaming screens. And it's like, you know, that's fun, but it's like, you, you know, you lose a lot of your imagination, man, to be honest with you, like, you know, go out there and interact with someone and go, you know, hang out, go, go do stuff. Um, I mean, I love playing video games, but it's like, I don't, you know, spend all day do, you know, doing it. So, right. For sure. Well, that's, uh, yeah, that's a one thing when, when you are, I, I feel like if you're going without, like if you're poor, if you grow up poor, especially when you're, you know, at a young age, uh, it does, it, it makes you think like you, you get creative, you get, you know, you have way more imagination. You're like, you get together with your friends they are in the same position and they go, uh, Hey, what, because people, humans just don't like being bored. That's not a, we don't like that. Okay. We don't like being stuck in a house or in a room and being bored. Like that's why jail is like it is because that's what we don't like. <laughs> so we want, we, we, you know, you hang out and you're like, uh, what do you want to do? I don't know. And then somebody has an idea and you're like, okay, let's go do it. Hey, let's go knock on doors and run. Like, oh, that was so fun. <laughs> uh how many uh, mill sims have you been to? Like, what do you, uh, did you start playing mill sims right away once you got into it in, uh, in the last couple of years? I'm going to be honest with you, man. I smoke a lot of medical marijuana, man. So my memory is pretty shot. <laughs> so, um, Hell yeah. uh, I've probably been like six or seven, you know, in the last two years that are like big events. But then I've done a couple like smaller, like, what they call like mini milsoms or like two day events, but they're not like as involved as a real, you know, a real national one. Um, but I, um, those are, those are good too. I mean, those are fun. Those are more local, but uh, I'd say six or seven big ones where I've traveled to and stuff like that. And then are you, uh, are you finding out about those from, you have like, uh, teammates, are you on a, an airsoft team or do you just no. find out from, no, I um I follow, you know, TCA and Milsom West. And so when they throw up events, you know, I'll try to book them as yeah. soon as I can. Um, or there's a couple, like I said, local companies here in Florida that will throw some events and I'll try to attend those too. Um, but yeah, just, uh, you know, following a lot of the groups. You know, I play by myself. I was on a team. I started a team actually a couple of years ago and the team took off pretty fast man and uh it was good but then what i noticed with growing a team so fast dude is the personalities you know everyone wants to be the biggest dick <laughs> <laughs> yep everyone you know and uh i just couldn't take it anymore man so i i i left that team and then it just quickly dissolved afterwards but it was fun while, while we had it you know the guys i still talk with you know all the guys and um but, you know, if I was, I get asked all the time, hey, man, you join my team or you want to join my, 
I'm I, I'm not a, I'm not a team player, man. I just I'd rather be by myself and <laughs> I'll see you out there on the field. And if I come with you, I might run with you a little bit. But for the most of it, man, I'm by myself, dude. Yeah. Well, you know, that's a common thing, too. The uh, the guys, uh, the podcast that just came out this morning, I, t- I talked to uh, Peanut and uh, Trigger. They started Next Evolution Tacticians. And that's a team up in, uh, they're a Milsim team up in New Hampshire. And uh, and they were talking about the same thing. They've, they've been playing for, you know, over 10 years and have, uh, you know, like as a team or whatever, like together. And it's evolved because they, they were on like different teams. Each of them were on different teams. That's how they met. So a real common thing I've heard is there's a lot of team drama in airsoft. So, and, and you know, it's, I guess because of that, there's like uh, everyone wants to be in charge or somebody, you know, not everyone's on the same page and then you have personality conflicts and shit. So uh, yeah, they, they were talking about the same thing. It's a, it's a process uh, when you first start, like, hey, I'm excited about going. Yeah, let's do a team. Okay. Uh, because you don't want to be out there, you know, by yourself. And that was something I, I saw at this Milsim at Stonebreaker was, and that's what I was telling these guys, you know, there's a lot of guys. So there's green team and tan team, but there's not the camaraderie uh, on each of those teams. It seems like, because like when they would go, my, my sons would go back to spawn they get back to spawn, they turn right back around and go out. Well, there's guys that are sitting there like for an hour. Like they're just hanging out at spawn, at, uh, spawn point. And, and um, so there's not this like, hey, let's get uh, a group together. Even if you're not on a team, you know what I mean? Like, but you're all tan. Let's get yeah. a group together and like, you know, go take over this objective or whatever, you know, together. So... Mm-hmm. I could see why somebody would want to be, you know, if they go to a few events like that and they're like, okay, I need to join a team so that we can work together and like accomplish something because nobody likes losing, man. You know, yeah. yeah, The, the bullshit that they teach these kids, you know, now like in sports, you know, at at a young age, like, Oh, everyone it's, it's participation. No, shut the fuck up. Even five-year-olds hate losing. Okay. We just, (laughs) like that's not a thing he's with his older brother his 16 year old man they're constantly bashing heads i'm like dude i'm telling the 16 year old like man let that fucker win because he's seven years old man like you know stop being so competitive like man it's so crazy you know yeah for sure yeah i could see why uh you know somebody wants to join a team i'm glad you're out there like uh doing what you're doing because uh I've enjoyed watching all the stuff you post and your videos. And then uh, it was really cool. It was my first experience meeting somebody that I met through, you know, online or whatever, through Air, in Airsoft uh, at an event. And it was exciting for me because it was my first mill sim. And when I saw that you were, uh, were going there, I was like, dude, I got to look around. And I saw you post um, when you got there. I saw you do like a little video of where you were at. And that's oh, okay. when I was like, I was told uh, my sons, I was like, look, I, I made him watch the thing. I was like, look, look around for his truck. I got to see this because you got a red truck. And we were <laughs> looking and looking and I started walking a little bit and you were right there. And that's when I, you know, came over that day and all those guys you were hanging out with, they were all sitting around there. And uh, and I was like, hey, is uh, Tonka over here? And they were like, oh, yeah, there he is. <laughs> it's Bro. cool. 
lie to you, man. I swear to God, I thought you were a police officer when you first came up. I said, oh, fuck, I'm in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck that, bro. Uh-uh. No, no, no. My Dude, as far as that shit goes, my um, uh, half my family and friends smoke all the time, and it's not medical. So it's... I grew up well, with it. My dad was into it. My, you know, I didn't, I didn't, it's never been a thing for me. I never cared about it. Uh, my kids had done it when they were, became uh, teenagers. I was, my wife and I were always very open about that kind of stuff. Like, Hey, yeah. you know, it's bullshit that it's illegal anyway. Okay. But, uh, but yeah, if you want to try it, at least, well, you know, be in a safe spot where you're not going to be left behind somewhere, you know? Just like with alcohol, be responsible, be responsible right. with cigarettes, responsible with anything. Um, but, uh, yeah, my dad's a little over half Native American, man. So that's like in my blood, dude, you know, like peace pipe since I was three, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's funny you say that because, uh, the reason I spent so much time in the woods when I was growing up. So on my dad's side, my dad's mom is half crow Indian. Oh, well tribe, bro. I'm half telling you. Crow. So I was always growing up and and this is, so I was always attracted to, you know, the, the Cowboys and Indians, uh, shows and movies, whatever, growing up, uh, I was always really attracted to the Indian, the American Indian, uh, like way of life, like nature, uh, be, you know, having balance, being a flow, you know, all that shit. And, uh, man, I was like, that's how I want to live, you know? And so I would go out there. I really started going out in the woods to be one with nature. Like, uh, and, and it was, I felt this kind of like draw to that. And, um, so it wasn't until later on, as I got older, uh, teenager that I found out that my, uh, my grandma was, you know, half Crow Indian. So, uh, I, I was like, oh, I definitely got a lot of that blood because I, I'm always been attracted to that kind of way of life, you know? So, uh, yeah, that's cool, man. Yeah, it's amazing culture. That's why I put the feathers on my gun and my helmet, man. And I was going to ask you. Look- yeah, I try to bring a little bit of that culture, man. And I wear a, a choker for my, that's actually my grandpa's. And uh, a native choker I'll wear as well. Um, so I bring a little bit, a little bit, just to change. It'll be different a little bit, so. That's cool, dude. Hell yeah. Yeah, there's something about that. Uh, I'm still attracted to that as far as that lifestyle, the, you know, and that history of the American Indians, like how they lived. And uh, I, I was just always, you know, always kind of like drawn to that stuff. And I know there's been some movies uh, in the past 20 years, whatever, about uh, some of the uh, Indians that were like trackers. And I yeah. always wanted to be like a, a good tracker because I got into. Uh, I think I was 14. Uh, I got into trapping. Okay. So, you know, I was hunting. Uh, I hunted with my pellet, my pellet gun, but uh, uh, using uh, leg hold traps. Right. So I, I would go out and set leg hold traps and you kind of have to, you know, uh, you, you don't want to scare off your, you know, whatever you're hunting because, like your hands. And so I would go, if I was doing it by a Creek, I would wash my hands in the Creek, you know, to get the smell off and then set my trap and all that kind of shit. Like I was always really like wanting to learn how to track like, Oh, there's a broken stick here. Okay. Uh, what did it, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. It's a, 
it's it's really cool and then some of them are and are really good man and uh you can read old stories about even um some of the trackers of little bighorn that found that the the tribes for for the united states cavalry i mean just really cool stuff man really history is my favorite subject it was always and always will be and uh we can learn a lot from history we really can yeah for sure yeah more people should uh should study history so that we don't keep going down the same fucking road. Well, you know, and the funny thing is they're changing up history. So it's like, what the fuck can you, you know, you you really gotta, you know, be on your, your P's and Q's man. And really, you know, see what you're reading and make sure it's legit, man. Yeah, for sure. When, uh, when our kids were growing up and I, you know, I, I feel like if you have kids, you know, and I understand different situations, you know, you get caught up with just trying to make ends meet kind of stuff but you got to take some time to teach your kids like basic principles in life and one of them is you know i'm think for yourself i know we don't really think for ourselves because we're always drawing from you know other ideas and, and things like that but uh like learn how to you know i guess identify the bullshit you know like if something doesn't make seem quite right with what you're reading or hearing or whatever then, uh, then question it. Always question some. It's okay to question it, but um, with the history thing that's going on in the last few years, where they're trying to change, you know, the idea of what happened, or mm-hmm. like that's one. That's a hard one because uh, there's really no like. It sounds for a you know a, a nine year old kid learning this in school or whatever, or seeing it on social media. For them, it's like. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, it sounds legit. We don't know, but it's, you know, yeah, it's, yeah, it's bad. That's not good. Oh, my son, my oldest son, dude, he'll tell me, I'll, well, dad, Google says this. I'm like, dude, Google don't teach a life, buddy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can Google all you want, man, but you know, it's only going to give you so much, man. You really need to go out there and, and for yourself and question things and look up things, you know, and just do your own, do your own thing. Yeah. Well, it seems like uh, the way that part's going, they're going to have to go, like, you'd have to go to a library and get physical books that have not been changed, okay, Uh, and start getting a bunch of those to teach kids, you know, the real shit instead of uh, asking the online, you know, information (laughs) god or whatever because (laughs) that shit changes by whoever's in charge, you know. really does, yeah. Yeah. What's oh, your next ahead. Milson? Yeah, I was just going to ask you the same thing. What do you got planned next? The, um, well, I, they just released the uh, Guardian Centers in September. Uh, I saw you I post about that. Yeah, man. So I went there uh, last year, I think, or a year and a half ago. And it was such a cool AO, man. A huge place. Um, but I was running tan for that one. And uh, I think I'll do green. But I'll, I'll definitely hit that because that's, that's, that's a fun place, man. So this is the uh, the Guardian Center. Is that the one in Perry, Georgia? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That one. Uh, so I've heard so much about that field. And uh, it, it sounds awesome. That's something, you know, I would like to go to. So we'll have to see. Because these guys, they uh, when we got back from the event, <clears throat> I was like, hey, what are we doing next? You know, because I want to go to another one. This is cool. So uh, they Johnny looked up one. It was in July that uh looked really good i can't I, I don't know which you know which one it was but um 
the two of my sons, they work on that weekend. So, and they used up their vacation most, you know, cause they, each of them bought houses and, uh, so for moving and then the event that we just, excuse me, that we, uh, just went to. So, uh, they were, they kind of said, okay, we're, we can't go to the one in July, but they said something about going to one in November, but, um, I'm not sure what it is. I don't know if they know about the one in September. I think the one there, there was a, I know GTI was talking about, or, um, TCA was talking about one in November, that 24 hours at that back at that GTI center, um, where they're doing a or continuous fight kind of thing, which I did that last year. That was a blast, man. That was my first ever 24 hour kind of mill sim. And that was, that was crazy, dude. I think, uh, I think our guys would, uh, and if I was able to play, I think I would like that, uh, better i guess you know the continuous ones because from you know seeing what i saw there and then hearing all these people i've talked to you know on the on the podcast about mill sims where they're not like the real sims or whatever or continuous you have you you don't have you know half your team's not engaged like they're all just kind of hanging out like most of them go for the experience of camping out hanging out the camaraderie thing and a little bit of airsoft play so if you're trying to like really get in there and win and, and have, you know, have fun actually playing, uh, it's difficult to do when half your team is sitting at spawn and is, is okay with just sitting there, <laughs> you know, that kind of sucks. Yeah, it was, it was crazy. Cause I remember playing all day. Right. And then taking like a break at like around 8 PM, like dinner, like I was just grinding all day. And uh, I had a couple of buddies that went up there from here from Florida, but they were on the other team. They're on tan. And uh, I remember it being like one o'clock in the morning, man. And there would be like no fucking tan guys. I'm like, there's no tan guys. So I'm sitting there playing cat and mouse with my buddy, my two buddies, like one verse two. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, like two thirty in the morning, there's just a rush of people coming in. That was the coolest thing to see. It's like, man, these guys have all been sleeping. They're well rested. Now they're all juiced up. And, uh, yeah, that was a fun event, man. That really was. Well, dude, man, it's, uh, I was so glad to, uh, finally get up with you on here. Yeah, dude. And, uh, I'm a little spaced out. I gotta be honest. I was, uh, today I was, uh, I was painting, uh, a bathroom, like the tub and all the tile. Okay. So I forgot my respirator. Normally I have a thing, you know, a mask that I wear. Because the stuff that you use that's uh, the actual tub and tile, like paint, is like fucking super strong, bro. <laughs> it, it, it Like it burns your eyes. It is, uh, I mean, I've been, so I did that for like six hours today. Mm. And, uh, and I was trying to hurry up and get done because this is like the last uh, part of this job for these guys to rent out this unit that we, you know, finished up. And... Um, I was like, fuck, man, I'm just, and, I, and it's like 45 minutes away from my house. So I didn't want to drive back home, get my respirator and all that shit. So I'm like, fuck it. I'll just, I'll do it. I opened up all the windows, had the ceiling fans going, but man, I have been like fucking spacing out <laughs> ever since I got home. Uh, you know, my wife got home from work. She's like, Hey, how was your day? I'm like, That's cloud oh, nine. <laughs> yeah, it's horrible. But, uh, yeah, I, I texted my buddy. I said, man, I think I lost like a million brain cells from, uh, that paint. And, uh, he laughed he's like, uh, I don't think you had a million to lose. I was like, yeah, I don't think so either. 
<laughs> oh shit. But anyway, yeah, and it's uh, yeah, it's been great talking with you, dude. Had a great time seeing you at the uh, the event. Yeah, dude, your 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 podcasts are awesome, man. I I I try to watch each one that you post there, and just to get a, a feel for what other people enjoy and and how their gameplay and game styles are. And you've talked to some pretty unique people, man. That's really cool. Yeah, I've enjoyed it. Uh, well, I appreciate that. Um, and also, you know, if if you didn't want to watch them, if you just want to listen to them, like while you're driving to work or at work, I have them on all of the uh, podcast apps. So it's just the audio oh. version. Yeah. So Spotify, yeah. iTunes. Okay. Whatever. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, iHeartRadio, <laughs> you know, all that shit. So, nice. uh, yeah. So it, it makes it easier because, um, you know, sometimes like most of the podcasts I listen to, uh, I'll, I'll listen to them while at work or whatever, <laughs> instead of watching them, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, it kind of gets boring watching uh, me just sit here and talk, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and drink. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> but yeah, man, I appreciate you being on. Yeah, dude, anytime, man. And I uh, hope to see you at one of these future events again, man. And I'll, I'll be a lot more friendlier now that I know you, man. So Yeah. You know. Oh, yeah. You have a good night. Hey, hey you too, brother. Good seeing you, All man. Right. Peace, bro. <laughs>